Is that the question for Yishlach? What's your grandma's name? Michal, sorry. Michal, Thank you for giving us all this food, right? What? Okay. So, Shlomi wants to make a PSA about the Mishnahis? So, so, so Shlomo, Shlomo wants me to try to, to challenge me to try to challenge, to tie the burden to the it. So let's see what we can do. So the Pasuk says, after, the, the Parsha has a lot of things going on. The Parsha says that that um, Yaakov starts off and he meets up with Esau. He fights with uh, Sarish and Esau, and then he fights, he meets up with Esau himself. And then after he, after he defeats, or technically defeats Esau, it doesn't really defeat him, they, they, they part from each other peacefully, the Pasuk says, Yaakov came whole to Ir Shechem, Asheb Eretz Canaan. Yaakov came whole to Ir Shechem. And from coming from the Rambah, Yichan es Pneir, and he encamped by the city. And then he says, what's the first thing he did after he came? Sholem is he, behold, he purchased a piece of land where he was camped from Shechem, and he tells us the purchase price, the Me'ak so what does it mean he came whole? So Rashi says he was whole. It was a completeness of wholeness, right? He was shalim begufai because he was healed from the limp that he had from the fight. And he was whole in the minor because he had so much money that even all the presents he sent to Esau didn't make a dent in his wealth. And he was shalim b'tayras. He was whole in his in his, in his tire and his shmiras mitzvahs because even though he was by Lavan, he stayed he stayed whole. That was so, and so it's interesting that in this, this situation of complete wholeness, the first thing he does is that he goes and he buys a piece of property, buys a piece of real estate. It sounds, sounds very Jewish. So what's, why is that relevant? Right? And also, the Pesach says, he camped around the city, and the Gemara Darshan's is that he was, it was Arab Shabbos, and he was Kaveh Tchumim for Shabbos. Yeah, yeah. So this is Shlomo. So why why was he kaveh What does that have to do with with Sangaria? So let's let's just there's some some very interesting things to now point that out. We got that out of the way. <laughs> we, 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 we didn't get it out of the way yet. We have to try to explain. So so the no, thing no, is no, like fine. this. You have to tell Shmuel's grandmother. She's sorry, you don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Pasik says like this. Pasik says that he went Yaakov 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 remained by himself. He went back. And the Gemara says. And Rashi brings the Gemara that he why did Rashi go back and that's when he ended up in the fight with the with the Malach with the angel of Esau. He went back because he forgot some small jugs. He went back. Um, the Gemara says over there, Amr Blazer, Blazer says that Tadikim righteous people, Kavimam Mainam, the money is precious to them because why? Because the Gemara says why? Because they don't steal. So their money was given to them. So you see from Yaakov Kavimam, his money was very, very precious to them, even the small amount of money. As a contrast to Esau and Edom, if you look at the end of the Sedra, uh, the Sukkim the lists off the different kings that were kings of Edom before they were kings for Yisrael, and one of them is, uh, what the last one is, um, of Edom, sorry. This king's name was Hadar, he came from a city named Po. His wife's name was Mehetavel Bas Matred, the daughter of Mezahav, the water of gold. And Rashi says, what's the Mezahav? Russia is what's gold? They had so much money that gold was like gold was like water to them. It was nothing. So you see a contrast. Yaakov Avinu, the tzaddik, the righteous person, even his even his small jugs, he went back. He was going to endanger himself to get them. As opposed to over here, the Malachi Adam, they could have so much money. It was it was it was irrelevant to them. Why? Why is that? And as a matter of fact, you also find 
And when Yaakov brought the presents to Esau, he said, keep the presents. And Esau was like, no, yeshli rav, I have a lot. I have more and more, more than I even need. And, and Yaakov says back to him, don't worry, I have, I have everything I need. And Rashi points out, so Yaakov said, yeah, I have everything that I need. Where Esau says, in the Russian, in a sort of a haughty way, I have, I have even more than you have, I have tons of what I need. So you see, another contrast where Yaakov says, whatever he has, is what he is, it's called, it's everything that he needs, as opposed to Esau saying he has more than he needs, similar to the end of the parasha by Edom, where they have gold, it's like, it's like nothing to them, because they can have too much money. So what's the difference? Why, what is the attitude about money? What's the difference? So, why does the tzaddik like is like his money? I mean, why why does he appreciate his money, care about his money? It, because he didn't he didn't steal it, right? What does it mean? Because he didn't steal it means he didn't do any. It means whatever money he came to him came to him for a reason. He didn't go out of his way and break the, the you know protocol and take someone else's money. This money came to him in an honest way. That means it was fit to come to him. And if it came to him, the tzaddik recognizes that the money came to him for a reason. There's something he's supposed to accomplish with that money, as opposed to. Uh, a, a wicked person, a person who doesn't have this understanding, thinks that the money is there to serve him. It's self-serving money. So you could have too much because there's only so much you could do with it. But he eats, uh, so it could be like water, it could be like, it could be like, it could be extra because it's, there's only so much a person can, can serve themselves with their own money. As opposed to if you recognize the money is there for you to accomplish something with the world, do something with it, then, then, then you can say you can't have too much money. Right? And we find an interesting thing. We find that that in the beginning of last week's parsha, that when Yaakov ran to Lavan, so Esau was very angry at him, and he sent Eliphaz, who was his grand his son, to kill him. He wanted to kill Yaakov. So Eliphaz meets up with Yaakov and he says, "I have to kill you, but you know what? I don't want to kill you because I know Yitzchak, I, I, I know it's wrong to kill. So what what should I do? My father told me to kill you. So Yaakov tells him, no, you know, take away all my money." And uh, the Gemara says, in the Dharam, the Gemara says that someone who's a poor person, in a way, is considered like a dead person. So take away my money. And therefore, and Alifas, Alifas was, okay, I'll take away your money. He seemed to be happy with it. As a matter of fact, we don't find, when the Yaakov meets up with Esau in this week's passage, he's like, oh, you're still alive? I thought you were dead, right? No, he said, obviously, it seems that like Esau was okay with Alifas' approach. What does that mean? How does that make any sense? So why, where do we know that Ani is Chashif Kamesa, that's the words of the Gemara, that a poor person is like, uh, not alive? So the Gemara says that when, when Moshe Rabbeinu was in Mitzrayim and he killed the Mitzri, so, so he killed the Mitzri, and Dasan and Aviram, the two people, they reported him to Pare that he killed this Egyptian person, and he had to run away. He killed the Egyptian because the Egyptian was beating up the other Jewish person who was going to kill killing him, so he stopped him and, and he had to run away. So Hashem tells Moshe, when he's in Midian, you can go back to Mitzrayim because all those people that are your enemies, they died. But we know that Dustin and Aviram were alive later. They were alive by Karak. So the Gemara says, no, it's because they, they lost all of their money, so they were considered, they're wide, so they considered like they're not alive anymore. Why? Because since they lost all their money, they lost their influence. They lost their ability to, to have the ear of Pare, and you don't have to worry that they're going to go, they're gonna go and, and, report, and, and, and report you again. So just one more piece to add to this point. So you see that also a person who loses his money, why is he holding on? He's not because he's, he's lacking his ability to have influence. And in the beginning of Precious told us, we saw the, the, the Torah tells us that Yaakov and Esau were in the stomach of, of Rivka, and they were fighting to come out. And Rashi said, what are they fighting about? Rashi said, they were fighting about the, the different worlds. I mean, the, who's going to inherit the different worlds? We well, you know there's, there's this world, there's the world to come, there's a physical world, there's a spiritual world. 
So the question is asked, why do they have to fight about it? Yaakov is a righteous man, let him just take the, the spiritual and, and let Esau take the physical. What difference does it make? The answer is that what they were fighting about was how to connect, should you connect the physical world to the spiritual realm? Esau wanted the physical world. This, this the, the Dibri Yisrael, the Majestic Rebbe, he says his, his, his yard site, his hundreds yard site was this week, and he says that, that, um, that, that uh, they were fighting about whether to connect the physical realm to the spiritual realm. Asa wanted it to be totally disconnected. He was a physical wanted to enjoy this physical world. It was here, like we said, for him, he looked at money as it's there to serve him, just to accomplish his own needs. And Yaakov, the opposite, he wanted to connect and, and raise up and, and make holy the physical world. That was the Marivim So that's, now we can understand already that, that uh, what happened by, by, by Yaakov and Asa, by Eliphaz. And it was Yaakov, Asa hated Yaakov, but not only did he hate Yaakov, he also was he also didn't like his approach, his approach to the to, to, to everything in this world. He felt that we should separate. We shouldn't make the the gashmis, the physical stuff holy. So he was against Yaakov's approach. Not only wanted to kill Yaakov, he hated Yaakov. He also hated Yaakov's approach. He wanted to totally disconnect the physical from the holy, the mundane, and keep it keep it simple. So so, Eliphaz came to Yaakov and said, "I have, I have to kill you. My father wants me to kill you." He said, "Don't kill me. Take away all my money." Oh, if we take away all your money, we said a tzaddik understands his money is there for a purpose. He's going to accomplish things with it. And if you and if you take away a tzaddik's ability to, uh, I, I I failed to mention one point that we say in Krishna, we have to with all your life your, and and, uh, and all your money as well. And my dech is lashon of money. Why? It's a lashon of ma'ayit, which is a lot, very. Why? Because I heard from from Madison David once said that ma'ayit. It means why is money ma'id a lot? Because if your physical body, you're limited to your to what you can accomplish. But with your money, you can your, you can be sitting here, and your money could be accomplishing good things in Japan, good things in across the entire world, across all of anywhere. So you can you're it's an extension of yourself. You can accomplish that much more. So so that's when Alifas took away Yaakov's money. He said, "Oh, we neutered him. His whole approach to life is to make So it's okay. We stopped him. We stopped. We we, we got our we got we were able to accomplish what we wanted to accomplish to keep to keep this world." The physical and and the holy separate. So that's why Isa was okay with Elif was taking away his money. He didn't, he didn't bother him so much that he, that he didn't kill him. Like we said, Adas and Baviram were considered like like they died because they lost their influence. Same for Yaakov. His influence was much diminished in the world because he, he was just limited to his own physical self. He didn't have all of that all of that uh, that wealth. Um, so we asked the question first of all, why why was the first thing that Yaakov did when he shalom when he, he purchases. A piece, a plot of land in Israel. But now we understand. Yaakov came shalim, and Yaakov's whole, whole, whole havaida, everything he was trying to accomplish was to make kaddish and make holy the physical realm. So that's the first thing he did. He, after he defeated Esau, where he came back from Esau shalim, he came back. He's in this completeness. First thing he did is he purchased a piece of plot of land in Israel. He purchased. Uh, there's nothing more physical than than earth than a plot of land of real estate. And he purchased that, and he says we tells him how much money he spent on it. It's, you know, so it's, it's it's significant this idea that he's being kaddish. The the gashmis and also someone asked why it was to do an so you could say what's what is kavat tchumim tchum shabbos means that on shabbos a person has only got a certain amount of space that a person has to recognize that the space that they're in is theirs how do you make it yours you make it yours by by using it and and and, and defining what it is if you want to define you want to make mikdash to define it we make it holy and you make it special but if, if that that's tchum uh, shabbos just that's for you. But, and but every, every single human being has to understand that everything that we have is for a reason, and you can accomplish good things with it. And that's how and you can, 
And Shmuel's grandmother is a wonderful person, and she and she did that as well. It's true. And but but every single one of us also, everything that we have, every every time we get anything, it's, it's we have to recognize that we can accomplish something good with it, and that's it. So that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.